Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. When this happened, you talk about it on the fan. People say aren't going to be sad to see Shea Stadium go, and I said I'm not. You know, I'm not at all. I think it has seen its day, and it is. It has some scars that are ready to go, and, and the new stadium is going to be terrific. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night goes to Peraza Palooza, Oswald Peraza. That a boy. I was going to give it to Judge. Obviously, Judge was slumping a little bit here. His average dropped down to like 250. I think I heard in the first game he was like 10 for his last, like, I don't know, 40 or 50 at bats, something like that. Worse. Either way, proud of the Yankees actually taking this last series from the rivals in Boston. Proud of the Yankees for not laying down. Proud of the Yankees for respecting the rivalry and leaving out of there with the same record as the Boston Red Sox. And uh, the Casamigos big shot of the night goes to the young man playing third base who has raised his average sum. You know, he was hitting like 188 worse the uh, last couple times that they called him up, but he's settled in now, and he has two hits tonight, two RBI, and listening to John and Susan call the game. John, where was the Peraza call in real time? I'm just messing with you, John. Oswald Peraza hit that homer. That's his first homer of this season, and uh, yeah, that was the game winner. That decided the game. That sealed the game, and Oswald Peraza, you got it. Our Casamigos big shot of the night, my boy. 877-337. A six is six and two more sixes. We got to start the show because my show will be over fast. I'm not complaining about it, though. This has been a great week with the Yankees being postponed. I got a five-hour show on Monday. And then with the Yankees being postponed yesterday, I got a four-hour show on Wednesday. I feel like I've been able to hit on all of the Giants-Jets talk, really 70% Jets talk, uh, maybe 20% Giants talk, and then 10% the rest of the league. And then we've mixed in a little bit of conversation about the Yankees. I guess, you know, Jason Dominguez, the Martian, um, you know, some of the other themes coming out of Boston with uh, the guy McAllister, you know, 17 years later, getting his uh, chance to play for the Yankees. 
it's just tough right now, man. With football, football dominates. The NFL is king. And you much rather talk about, you know, the Vikings versus the Eagles than talk about what went on with the Yankees in two games today. They played a doubleheader today, but I don't know if you even watched the first game. Uh, I made a joke the other night. These games might as well be WNBA. Like, I could have it on, but I'm not really watching it. And I love the Yankees, but it's frustrating that it's another wasted year, especially when you look at, you know, the Rays, the Baltimore Orioles, even the Texas Rangers falling out of it. Uh, Toronto may find their way in it. And, uh, yeah, I'm still going to watch the postseason. I'm really looking forward to just one matchup, the Braves and the Dodgers, hopefully meeting in the NLCS. But for the Yankees, they're cooked. And, you know, the Dominguez news hurts. This kid, you got all excited about him, saying there's our center fielder for next year. Not so fast. He won't be ready to go until probably right before the All-Star break. And it's a long way until next year. And they have a lot of improvements and things that they got to do. I would love to talk to you about Heim Bloom tonight. It might tell me something cool. I use that one-minute opportunity to cook Heim Bloom and the Red Sox. All that guy did was fail. When he came in, he was this uh, 36-year-old hotshot young baseball mind that they spoke so highly of. And he traded away Mookie Betts. Yeah, good job with that. You know, we we can talk about everything. I'm not going to put too much of an open out there. I did want to tip my cap to the Metropolitans, though, talking about playing spoiler. You know, the Arizona Diamondbacks were a team that this year a lot of folks thought were going to challenge the Dodgers. They were going to challenge the Giants. And now they're 13 and a half games back out of first. They're definitely not challenging the, the Dodgers, and they haven't been challenging the Dodgers for the last month or two. The Dodgers went on that, like, 11-game win streak, and they deaded all that. It's funny. I heard... I heard them talking about, I heard Tiki Barber question the word deaded today. I love Tiki and I love Evan. <laughs> They're such nerds. And I'm hearing Evan use the word deaded and Tiki like, is that in Webster's dictionary? I felt like that's like a regular phrase, but uh, deaded, D-E-A-D-E-D, as in the Dodgers deaded the Diamondbacks hopes of challenging for the division. And I think um, if there was any hope of, the Diamondbacks making a you know a run to you know lock themselves into the wild card right here with the Mets. They're right there still, but the Mets did a good job of playing spoilers, trying to dead that. Tip my cap to the Mets. Saw Jeff McNeil's homer. Didn't get to watch that game today, but Mets fans call me up, tell me what you saw. Eleven runs is impressive. Kodai Senga impresses again. I think you're starting to get a feel of what next year is going to look like. Who's going to be here? And you just got to fill in the blanks a little bit. And you know Steve Cohen will. You know he'll go out and shop. You know he'll buy some players. And I really do think that the Mets will be competitive next year. I think this is potentially the last down year for the Mets. With David Stearns coming in and what they're trying to build and with the young prospects that they have, this could be the start of the Mets being a perennial contender year after year after year. 877-337-6666. Let's go down to Houston, Texas, and talk to Liam on the fan in New York. How's it, how's it going, my man? Good. Back in the saddle, on the mic, in the chair. Look at the, the Mets. I mean, in the past four games, what, they scored like uh, 28 runs? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's amazing, and, and, I'm, and I'm loving it. I mean, who, I don't remember the last – I mean, who's, especially with the way they finished last year – you know, they basically bleeding out into the playoffs. 
who would have thought we would have such an exciting, um, you know, September baseball, and especially after the trades they made, you know, with, with the season. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, with, they're still uh, ten games with, under five hundred. They're they're seven back from the wild card, but it, like, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You know, let people enjoy things. You got to look at it as perspective. If you want to just watch a baseball game with your favorite team and watch them win and score runs and not think about the failed season, the guys you had to trade away, the expectations, and just kind of look at now, yeah, that's that's definitely solid. Like the Mets have been scoring runs, and it looks like they're playing free. I've been saying that about the Mets now. I feel like for a month they're just going out there and enjoying the game. It's, there's no pressure. So here's my question to you, um, and I want to get your opinion on this uh, and your thoughts. So, um, you know, Stanga uh, had 10 strikeouts today. Yesterday, Vientos had a home run. The day before that, Mauricio had a home run. Alonzo. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Budo has uh, had First career seven win. strikeouts the other day. Mm-hmm. And he had two put together two very uh, very good, good good pit starts. So, Mauricio, and then you, as you said, Mauricio had a home run. So my question: Who do you to you? Who do you? Which one of these? Who will be on the roster opening day? Vientos? Do you think Vientos, uh, Mauricio, uh, uh, Beatty? They got a will shot. All be on the roster. Yeah, the, the baby and, Mets. I think the baby Mets all have a shot. I think going into this season, uh, they didn't want them to be on the roster. But going into next year, why not? Especially if you don't add as many free agents as, as I think they're going to add. Um, I think this rotation is shaping up, too. Budo could be a player. He could be a guy. I've even mentioned DJ Stewart this week. DJ Stewart is trying to be in the conversation. He might be a fourth outfielder, but he's trying to be on the Mets. He's trying to stay in New York. He, When you listen to him talk in the postgame, it's clear. He's like, I want to stay here. I like it here. My family's here in this New York area. I, I want to be back next year. So who do I think? Mauricio obviously looks the part. I feel like he should have been called up earlier. He's definitely a part of the future. The future's now. Vientos, I always felt like they never loved him. You know, I always felt like they didn't have a spot for him, and Buck didn't particularly want to put him in the lineup, but he's a young guy. He's part of your future. He's got to be in there uh, with Alvarez, with Beatty. And, you know, as far as the rot- the rotation goes, you got Quintana, you got Senga, you throw Budo in there. Obviously, you guys are going to roll with, like, McGill and Peterson, but you can add pitchers in the offseason, and then this rotation's not going to look that bad. And then you shore up the bullpen, and you get Edwin Diaz back. Like, that's what I'm starting to say, like, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. I felt like, you know, five days before the deadline when the Mets traded D-Rob, it, it felt like, oh, my, wow, they're selling. This is over. What a disaster. The June swoon led to this. But now you're starting to see, like, even with Max Scherzer going down, right, that you got him up out of here. That could have happened. That could have happened. You know, you could still have Max Scherzer on this team, um, and that could have happened here where, you know, the, the, the headlines would have been like, what a waste. Uh, you got out of that. And you got Luis Angel uh, Acuna. So I think the future is bright. I think you can look forward to next year and not think that you're going to be a bottom feeder doormat. Do you think which one of the kids do you think will be uh, will be in the starting lineup opening day next year? Francisco Alvarez. Well, that we know he's our catcher for life. You know, but, for uh, life. I'm talking about um, maybe Brett Beatty, but. Can't can't pencil him in for sure. I know that you know they sent him down. He, he came back. He's still got some work to do. I don't know where they're going to play Mauricio, but I feel like he belongs. You know, when you look at these guys like Ellie De La Cruz, you know, when you look at these guys like you know the Martian, even um, some of these young players like Bobby Witt Jr., Gunnar Henderson. Uh, you need this young energy. You need these young players that are fast. That are, you know 
they have bat flips, they have uh, cool hair, like those things like that make it fun. You know, let the kids play is more than just like letting the young guys play. It's like let this young energy take over the team. And you have a few guys like that on this Mets team. Yeah, uh, last question before I hang up, and I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think is going on with Pete Alonso? Do you think they're just, whatever has happened, they're they're over it and they're just going to re-sign him? Because that, that, a, a player like that, a talent like that, so, you know, doesn't really come, come around so often. And if you have an opportunity to lock him up for a long time and be part of this, this uh, Mets organization, you know, that turns things around, yeah, I don't think anything think was going on it. with him. I think it was just a lot of nonsense because there was nothing going on on the field, right? The, the the season was effectively over, and the games didn't matter. And Ken Rosenthal put out an article and said that the Brewers and Cubs checked in on Pete Alonso. So next thing you know, them checking in on Pete Alonso, and thank you for the call, Liam. Them checking in on Pete Alonso turns into speculation that the Mets were shopping him, wanted to trade him. But what I've said, and I even had Disha join me and talk about her being in the clubhouse, interviewing players, asking them straight up about Pete Alonso, is he toxic, is he a cancer in the clubhouse, whatever. I just think that came out of nowhere. I think people were speculating. There there probably is problems in the clubhouse. When you lose games, there's problems. Um, but Pete Alonso is a rare player. I hope he gets close to 50 home runs by the end of this season. I know we don't have that many games left. What is he at, 44 or or 45, but Pete Alonzo's don't just pop up uh, every decade. I saw our Evan Roberts tweet about Heim Bloom today, and he kind of put out a warning to David Stearns and the Mets, right? Saying Heim Bloom traded away Mookie Betts, and four years later, he got fired. Because you don't, you don't move players like that. You don't move homegrown players that show you they can be superstars. Pete Alonzo played for Team USA, Pete Alonso has gone to the last few All-Star games representing the Mets. He's won home run derbies, multiple. He he represents the Mets in the home run derby every single year. He says all the right things about City Field and the fans and playing for this organization. I, I really feel bad that that whole, you know, two or three weeks almost even happened. I know we played into it here at the fan. I won't say we. I know some hosts played into it at, at here at the fan. I didn't, not for a second, because I just was like, what? How do we go from talking about Pete Alonso is better than Aaron Judge? How do we go from talking about Pete Alonso is going to challenge Aaron Judge's 62 home runs this year? And how much should we pay Pete Alonso comparing his potential contract to Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo to, oh, we got to we got to trade this guy because you traded a bunch of guys, but you traded guys that you barely knew. You traded guys that were not your own. D-Rob. Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna, Tommy Pham, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. You barely got to know those guys. You know Pete. Pete was here before, during, and he'll be here after. I think that was all just a lot of nonsense that comes up when there's nothing going on. Sometimes you have to manufacture a story. Let's go to Bryce in Smithtown. You got it, Bryce. Keith, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? So... I, I swear, Vogelbach has to have dirt on Buck or something like that. <laughs> because the fact – so I haven't, I haven't watched a lot in the last few weeks. I'm just I'm, – I'm in football mode now. Um, but I'm following I – I look at the uh, the box score every night. And I, it's every night one of the young guys are not in the lineup. He's going to play. I don't play. understand why. People have been saying that he's got but, dirt on Buck all season from – even in the beginning of the season when he was terrible and they had to give him a little mental reset. They gave him a week off. People are like, he's got to have dirt on Buck. What we did here was that yeah. he's good friends with Pete, right? So Pete probably vouched for him. 
but they see something in him. And he did turn it on, but it's just not consistent enough. He did turn it on and hit some home runs. And um, I just I think that he's going to play, man. He's a veteran, and they, they see something in him. They like the guy. They pencil him in. I think Buck likes the guy, clearly. And you might not want to watch him. You might, you might not uh, like to see him in the batter's box. You might not like the way the guy looks, but he's going to play. And even though it's late in the but season, it's September, like he's still going to get at bats over some of the young guys. It is what it is. Yeah. Do you think he's coming back next year, though? I wouldn't have him back. Like, he can't. He, he shouldn't have been your DH this year if you were serious about winning. I I wouldn't have him as the DH next year. You need an actual DH if these guys are going to contend. Exactly. See, that's the thing. Like, we have – tonight was LaCastro, Vogelbach, Aroas came in to pinch hit, and then you have Ortega in outfield. And you don't have Mauricio coming, at least, coming in to at least pinch hit. I, I don't get it. They give guys breaks. They give guys rest. Even a young guy like Mauricio that definitely doesn't need any rest. He doesn't. It's late in the season. No, he should have been up earlier. Like he, this guy should play every single game. But who knows? Who knows what the uh, logic or reasoning is behind uh, not playing Ronnie Mauricio every single game the rest of the season? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Thanks, thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We don't have to talk about Thursday night football, but we're going to because those calls are starting to roll in. Let's go to limo driver Ed again on the way to JFK before we talk football. What's up, Eddie? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? All righty. Um, you know, with I hit my Mets, and and you know, like I said, is yeah, I know that they. Let, they let me stop you for a second, limo driver Ed. I yeah. just did the the work to find out. Ronnie Mauricio was sick today. That's why he was out. I'm like, I oh, thought I heard, okay. I thought I read that on Twitter. It wasn't a Vogel back forcing Vogel mm-hmm. back in. He doesn't have dirt on. He was sick mm-hmm. today. He was out with illness. Whether you believe that or not, the the kid right. was sick. That's why he wasn't in the lineup. Oh, okay. All right. Um, with Afonso, you know, the only thing I like him, you know, it's just that I know he needs to be a leader. Um, I, I, he's not a cancer, nothing like that, but he needs to speak up a little bit more. He's a little soft. I like, him. you know, good average, eh, you know, when I pay him 200 million, I give him 200 million. You know, Keith, let me tell you, we keep paying, well, I'm not saying my money, but, you know, it gets higher and higher when I go to a game because we keep paying these guys. And these guys are getting three and $400 million, like Trout and all of them. They're not worth nothing no more. You know, Bryce Harper, same thing. Do that and do something. You, you, you got to stop. You got to stop. Let the young it, kids come up. It's the market. It's stop. the way of baseball. And you got an owner that it's crazy. he will light money crazy. on fire. He would have paid uh, Carlos Correa that much if they would have left. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Look at Tani. He's going to be done. And with Tommy John surgery, hey, listen. You can't play two positions like that and bat the way guys pitches the day and the way you got to swing the bat and how many miles per hour. You, you just can't do it. You, you know, and I, I know everybody's all hyped and, oh, man, he's the greatest guy. He's doing all this kind of stuff. But guess what? He has a body, okay? And that body will shut down or that arm will shut down. And look what happened. So, you know what? He ain't no $500 million player either. You can't you can't pay these guys this kind of money and destroy your team, you know, and that's the problem. Yeah, now, but it's, it's a little Mets. different with the Mets, and he's not going to command that much money. And you have now, an owner that does not—he doesn't fear the luxury tax. He doesn't right. fear lighting money on fire. He's paying guys well, to go away. He's paying salaries right. of players that are in five different places. Right, and that's a shame. And now look at the Braves. Hey, they got their young boys up there. They kept them. They paid them early. We that all wish we could be the Braves. The you know, on the Yankee I know, side, I, I make I sure know. to mention Cashman tried to be like the Braves, 
and he extended the wrong guys. <laughs> he extended Aaron Hicks and Luis Severino. How did that work out? It doesn't always work it, out like a it, Michael it, Harris it or Ozzie Albies or Ronald Acuna yeah. Jr. Well, I just feel Major League Baseball, um, it's got to get to the point is is that you, you, you just can't pay these players this kind of money no more, bro. You can't. You just can't. You're not getting about. Look at what is that? San Diego. Look at them. You got nah, like that's why these, guys these guys have a strong union, <laughs> and that's why they locked out a couple years they ago. They are. And, right. and they, they're making sure that they get their bread. These guys are paid. And they're paid yeah. off of what they've done, not what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. You know, I just say, like I said, is I love Alonzo. I would love for him to stay. But no one's valuable anymore, bro. No yeah, one but Alonzo Alonzo is homegrown. He's been right. there before Cohen, and he's had to watch right. guys hit the mega millions around him. He watched right. all him. these guys come in and get money, Lindor, Verlander, Scherzer, and now even his boys, McNeil got paid. Uh, Nimmo yep. got paid. He's waiting on his payday. And we still didn't win. Pay <laughs> by getting paid. Pay, and we pay still Pete didn't and win. you might win next year. Pay <laughs> Pete and you might might win next year. Brother, I've been saying that for how many years now? Since what, 86? <laughs> <laughs> no. Bro, I, even with my Jets, you know, same thing. I've been waiting 55 years. Okay? I'm a, I was, and that's another thing. I was at the game because I'm a season ticket holder. I wasn't disappointed because you know why? It always happens to us. I wasn't. I, 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 listen. I knew when I seen Vinny and the guy sitting next to me, and I said to him, I said, what is Vinny doing here? What is- <laughs> I heard somebody what mention that, too. That, that was a bad <laughs> omen. Some of you Jets fans are jaded Jets fans. Like, you just have been through so much that you yeah. like nothing surprises you at this point. No, no, it doesn't, bro. It's been 55 years. I'm 59 years old. It okay. is remarkable. It, it, it is incredible. Now that we're a few days yeah. away from it, me, Zoo, and Connor were just talking about it still. Because I didn't see the play live. I was driving to the fan because yeah. as that game started, they banged the Yankee game. Uh, the bosses mm-hmm. hit me up like, yo, you got to get you gotta get in. I'm like, I'm already on my way. Uh-huh. I, I, so forever, I did not see that Aaron Rodgers play live. And, and uh, millions of people saw it live. It was the highest bro, rated Monday night football yeah. game in the it last was. decade or something. Yes, it was. And that's the whole thing is that, you know, listen. I, when I seen it, and then he came down, because I ruptured mine years ago. And when he bent down, and then he just went on the ground, I said, mm-mm, something ain't right. And then I said, you know what? He had that calf and that calf problem in, in practice. Same leg. Yep. As soon as they I, started person, doing OTAs, he right. had a calf yep. injury. And we all and we all got? talked about it, but people were like, oh, relax, yep. relax. It's nothing. It's uh, nothing. Well, guess what? Who's the next person going to be? Joe Burrow. He got the same. He had the calf, thing. right? Yeah, right when they that's started right, practicing too. It's and that's why they pulled him out of that game. They're like, "This is yep. not worth it." Yep. Nope. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's a matter of time, you know. When you got that point, after all the years of jumping, you know, you play sports. Hey, after all the years of jumping up and down, running here, doing this and that, man. Hey, listen. You know these these uh they can't take it, man. You know these. Are yeah, they're not they're not like robots. That. They're they're not machines. They're they're human beings. Yeah, they're and all, not, all of those reps, all those dropbacks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the call, Ed. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Aaron Rodgers did make an appearance on Thursday Night Football tonight. They showed his Instagram. They showed the post that he had. Where like I'm feeling bad for Aaron Rodgers, as I did talk about. Hey, you mix his bad karma with the Jets' bad luck, and boom, seventy five seconds in, four plays. You get the worst-case scenario. You know, this is a guy that told you he was immunized when we all had to get vaccinated. This guy said, oh, I'm, I'm immunized. And then he went on to win two COVID MVPs, the face of the NFL, 
when all these other players had to get vaccinated to come into their buildings. Aaron Rodgers didn't, not out there in Wisconsin. And then Aaron Rodgers gave the Packers a hard time. Seems like Jordan Love is ready to go. Seems like Jordan Love sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a few years. He baked in that oven. He's ready to eat. Zach Wilson has been around Aaron Rodgers for a couple months. We'll see Sunday what he picked up, how much he's elevated his game, which, like, spoiler alert, folks, spoiler alert, we watched him in preseason. (laughs) We watched him in Monday Night Football. They had the vanilla of the offense dumb it down. Uh, He made a couple throws, but a couple throws is not going to win you every single game or the amount of games that you need to get to. But anyway... The Aaron Rodgers post that had me feeling bad about him. And, you know, I stopped talking about him endorsing ayahuasca and how, like, it's terrible for kids that look up to Aaron Rodgers, these New York Jets fans that are kids. You know, Johnny Ice Cream's got an Aaron Rodgers jersey, but Aaron Rodgers is going out to Denver to tell people to do psychedelic drugs. Aaron Rodgers is doing a smoke something in the air with Sauce Gardner under the lights. They, they got to do that handshake no matter what. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Either way, Aaron Rodgers posts... Surgery went great yesterday. Thank you for all the love and prayers and support. And thanks to the GOAT, Dr. El Atrache. El Atrache, I don't know this doctor's name. El Atrache, E-L-A-T-T-R-A-C-H-E. And his staff for starting me on the road to recovery with a heart. I heard some crazy stuff on the fan today. I heard somebody calling and talk about their own Achilles rehab. (laughs) And how they're running and they're ready to go and how... Aaron Rodgers could be back for the AFC Championship. I'm like, good grief. These fans are broken. They are destroyed. They are grasping at straws. It is done. Aaron Rodgers is out. And it is not 100% fact that he's going to be in in 2024. It's a long road. That recovery for a 40-year-old man, it ain't going to take a couple weeks. It's going to take a few months. Let's hit one more call before we go to the break. My guy, Young Josh and Passaic on the fan, and you know that. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Good, man. Just, you know, happy to be here, as always. And that Eagles offense looked a little scary tonight. DeAndre I Swift. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't mention DeAndre Swift and uh, the homecoming for the him. monster. Yeah, he, he's he's looking like, you know, with that number zero. He looked like Brian Dawkins with the, with the uh, dark face mask. He's from Philly. I'm like, the rich only get richer. Every time I see that team, just reminds me of the of the divisional game last year. I mean, it was the Vikings defense, so I'm not like saying how good their offense is because we saw what the Giants did to their defense last year. They just like Daniel Jones he had two like pretty much his top five career games versus the Vikings last year in the regular season and the playoffs. But they just look like a complete little team. I mean. Yeah. Hopefully the Giants can rebound hard. I mean, that's what I think they're going to do versus the Cardinals this week. I mean, even if a little bit of the Cowboys game gets into them, the Cardinals pretty much unloaded all their talent. So pretty much, not it doesn't all, matter not how all. bad they're going to Zach play. Zach Ertz is the over there. Marquise Brown is over there. James Conner's over there. And you might not know all the names on their defense, but those guys were playing a little bit of inspired football against the Commanders. I wouldn't sleep. If they get into a tight game with these guys, at least Darren Waller said he's going to go. You know, I was thinking about that hamstring injury. I'm like, this guy's got the same hammy that he had Every last year. Every week it's going to be questionable and questionable and questionable. But he's going to go. He's going to play. He said, don't worry about it. He's going to play. So I'm starting him in fantasy. I hope I didn't waste a pick on him this year because I, like, I grabbed him early in fantasy because a lot of homies are Giants fans, and I'm like, they probably want to get Waller. I got to get to Waller before they get to Waller. 
But now I'm kind of like, hey, is he going to be hurt? Saquon's ready to go. Saquon, I just heard Saquon on SNY, and we had the update. Saquon's like, yeah, we, you know, we got to go out there and handle business so y'all can get off our backs about that first week. I'm like, why? <laughs> why do they have this attitude of like, like, oh, we're on your backs? You got smoked. You didn't score a point. The game was over in the first few minutes. Like, now we got to get off your back. Come on. What are you talking about, bro? But I, I think they got a chip on their shoulder to show that, hey, we, we won 10 games last year. We went to the playoffs. We won a playoff game on the road. We're better than this. We got more talent, and we're going to show it in Arizona. So hopefully the Giants go out there and win by two, three scores. Keith, I can guarantee you Saquon Barkley has 100-plus yards. I can put that down. This is just going to be I'm a I'm going to bet game. on him because, Josh, if you heard me last night or the night before, I was like, stick to what you did last year. Don't just jump into this, oh, we got to hit Jalen Hyatt now. We got to hit Waller now. Let's send Paris Campbell in motion. We got to do all these other things that, like, you didn't do last year. What you did last year was establish the run. And once you're running it with Saquon and they think you're running it with Saquon, let Daniel Jones run it a little bit. And then when they think you're running every single play, play action. Then hit the tight ends. Then when you're lulling them to sleep, then you go over the top with Hyatt. Then you go deep with Paris Campbell. So I think if they get back to their identity from last year, the beginning of last year, which was handing the ball to Saquon Barkley, they'll be all right. But they got away from that so fast in the Dallas game because they had to score points. I, mean, I agree with that because last year, like handing off to Barkley in first and second. Then you're like, hey, I want to see Daniel Jones throw more. Now looking back on that, that's what that a lot of times that's what won us the game. Saquon Barkley had the most yards for like the first few controlling weeks. the ball, controlling the clock. Moving the sticks and getting Graham Gano into field goal range for the New York field goal Giants he to plays cash this in. Week. Well, he's—I mean, Graham Gano. I think is—I mean, he was—he gave me negative points in fantasy. Graham Gano is key. You know, he's gonna—he's gonna be true. He's gonna hit—he's gonna hit a lot of field goals. They're gonna get him in field goal range, but you really do need Daniel Jones to throw touchdowns. So, get in the red zone. Maybe Daniel Jones gets that uh, number of touchdown passes up, but. Man, it's Saquon, and they got to ride Saquon early in the season. Later in the season, when he's banged up like he was last year, then you go other other ways, other places, go to other players, change the offense a little bit. But don't get so cute right away. Hand the ball to Saquon. Run the ball. That's what they did on that first drive against Dallas. And with the Mets, how about Kodai Senga? You know, the last few months, he's really been an ace for us. So at least we could set this out. We have one good pitcher heading into next I year. I think Quintana is going to be decent, too. Jose Quintana you can rely on as well. No? A liability, but we got an ace heading into next year. You you do. Kodai Senga, we all knew. So Kodai Senga is good friends with one of my favorite Yankee pitchers of all time, Masahiro Tanaka. We knew that it was going to be an adjustment period for him. But now that he's settled in, he's been here for months, there's no adjustment period going into next year. He'll be ready to roll. One of the only things that's like, oh, one of the only attractions, like, oh, it's ghost ball. Alonzo's got his 45 home runs. Come see the prospects after that. It's not too much. Uh, thanks for taking my call and have a good night. Thanks for the call, Josh. It's the Flying Squirrel. It's Brandon Nimmo. It's, I don't know, Joey Lucchese. <laughs> 877-337-6666. We're going to talk about Thursday night football, the Jets, the Giants, maybe the Yankees, right after this. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. New England has no timeouts remaining. 23 seconds to play, and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against... The Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yo. Let's get right back into it, man. Keep McPherson on the fan as we approach 1 o'clock. My last hour on the fan. The time's going to smoke by and C-Mac will check in and I'll drive home and try and go to sleep. Yo, why did this just happen to me? Crazy things have been happening to me lately and I've been sharing them with you guys. I told you I had the uh, 50-inch TV. Like, I I moved last month. I had the 50-inch TV. Um, I, I was out sick two days and during those two days, I tried to get some stuff done around the house where I should have probably just chilled. And I had a 50-inch TV that I was putting up in my room. I think it was about four or five years old, a little, like, Samsung TV, whatever. I thought I had it set up and locked into the thing to hang it on the wall, and I let it slip for a second out of my hands. Crash. Broke a TV. Uh, I went to Yankee Stadium. I lost my keys the night that Aaron Judge hit three homers. I lost them in my WFAN seats behind home plate. I go kick it with the homies in the bleachers in 203. I pat myself on my way out to drive to the fan, the host, and I'm like, I lost my keys. My girl Serena was with me, Dodger Stadium royalty, Dodger Stadium season ticket holder since the 80s through her dad, and she's like, yo, let's go back. Let's retrace your footsteps. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. I know where they are. We go back to the section that right under my seat. Win. But then the last time I went to Yankee Stadium, which was Friday night, um, you know, two Fridays ago, I believe. And I, I told you guys I had to admit it. Like, after this show, I'm driving back to the Bronx. I lost my keys. But I have a tile in them. I have a tracking device in them. They're still at Yankee Stadium. I just haven't gone back there. So I lost my wallet, right? I lost my keys, found them. But then the next time I went to Yankee Stadium, I lost my wallet. And I'm sober. Like, I'm just I'm just not paying attention and I, I was wearing these hooping shorts. I was wearing these basketball shorts with, like, not real pockets in them. Stupid. So I lost my wallet. And then uh, one night I was coming here after that. I was driving to the station. And some idiot that never drives in the city, driving his dad's car, 23-year-old kid, barrels into me, sideswipes me, thinking that the lanes between Canal Street and Hudson Street and the turn lane for the Holland Tunnel... I don't know what he thought the lanes, you know, painted on the ground meant. He thought that I was in his lane, just stupid. Uh, fender bender, whatever. I get into a car accident. And then why today, when I pulled up here, 
I pull up and park at WFAN. I don't even, I don't even, like, I, I don't even turn the car off. I pull up and park, and I feel somebody open my back right passenger door. And I turn around. I say, what the f- are you doing, bro? Are you... And before I could get out of the car, the guy closes the door back fast. And mind you, I have a a five-month-old son, so he opened the car door on the side that my baby seat was on. You can't get in the car. This guy thought I was an Uber. And so he comes around the back of the car, and I I go to greet him. I'm like, yo, you're lucky I'm going to work. I was about to tighten you up. Are you crazy? Look at the license plate. He's like, my bad, my bad, my bad. You got the same car. I'm like, no, I don't. There's a, there's 0% chance that I have the, z- the same exact car, color, make, and license plate of the Uber that you have. And he just darts the other way and starts heading south. I'm like, and I just laughed it off. And I talked to security downstairs like, yo, why did this dude just open my back door as if I was an Uber? I had, I had some ladies do that to me in the Bronx uh, some years ago when I was working for John Boy. And uh, they had the office on um, Grand Concourse. So I remember parking on Grand Concourse and I was just chilling in a whip and, and these, these old ladies uh, pulled up. One one old lady and someone helped an old lady. And I was just sitting in the car. So I guess she thought I was an Uber. She opened my back seat. I'm like, I'm not an Uber. I don't know how people do that. I've never done that once. And that's not safe. So, you know, public service announcement. One, uh, for the Uber drivers out there, keep your car doors locked. <laughs> keep your car doors locked. Until somebody rolls up. And then two, if you're getting an Uber, please look at the app. Look at the GPS radar of where the car is. And then match the license plate. Not the make and model. If the license plate says XYZ123, make sure the car that you're going to touch says XYZ123. I was like, I hopped out of the car like I was about to grab this guy. I didn't know what he was trying to do. And then I realized when I saw his eyes, he was scared. He thought it was an Uber. I'm like... Yo, you're lucky we're not. I said, you're lucky I'm going into work. We're not somewhere else. Like, I was about to press you, bro. What's wrong with you? Ross is in Bergen County on the fan. What up, Ross? Yo, what's up, Keith? How's it going, man? Good. You know, just weird things happening to me. I think it's an omen. Like, something great is going to happen in my life. The universe never unconnects. All these weird things are going on. And maybe it was this week, right? I I felt blessed that I got extra airtime with the Yankees being postponed twice two double headers i end up having a five-hour show and a four-hour show in between these little two-hour shows so maybe maybe that's what was coming my way yeah it might be like a blessing in disguise after what you you just said you found the wallet right so the wallet i I didn't find i found the keys the wallet like looking at the tile tracking system it's still at yankee stadium it's somewhere in yankee stadium i'm gonna go to the last home stand for at least least one game you you got a tracker yeah so if i get within i think like 15 feet of it i can set the alarm off where i'll be able to hear it so i gotta walk like and retrace my footsteps i, I think i know where it is so uh, i think i can find the wallet yeah. but i've already canceled all the cards and, and ordered a new driver's license and it is what it is yeah at least you got a signal and like i remember calling you the night the uh you got was you got t-boned by that drunk driver i remember calling you so well the, i thought the guy was drunk when i hopped out of the car and he was yelling and screaming i i thought it was about to be a road rage fight i'm like are you drunk he wasn't drunk he was just young and dumb and uh he sideswiped me not a t-bone but whatever man i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm alive i'm good I, you know everything is fine it's just you know strange things are happening as the seasons are changing mercury's in re- retrograde or something i don't know it's 
it's unbelievable, man. I, actually, I got to keep it a little low. My parents don't want me calling right now. It's a school night for me, but you know what, man? <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass. I just watched the death of the season on Thursday night Yeah, until football. your pops is like, hey, I heard you cursing you in know, there. What are you doing? <laughs> you, know what? <laughs> you know what, man? I'm just, it's just unbelievable. You know, last year, we looked at it, what, it take five months before the T's finally came to a stop, and, you know, they finally showed their true colors this year. Two weeks in, oh, for, you know, the big narrative, 11-0 and last year, the one-score games this year, right out of the gates, 0-2. You look at this game. If we didn't have an O-line full of, you know, a bunch of people working 9-to-5s at the local McDonald's after the game every night. I mean, that's all oh, I so bad. This is, you know, the, the, the secondary, man, the, the secondary, I got to see the guys, Lewis Seen, the Andrew Booth, we just used top picks on two years ago. They're getting subbed after the Theo Jackson getting cooked at 60 yards, Devontae Smith taking it to the ass. They got the, you know, between Madison, KJ, and uh, Brandon Powell, whatever that bum that returned the punt. I mean, they're playing hot potato in the first half. It's like they all got goddamn butterfingers. I mean, for Christ's sake, you look at Addison Jefferson. You know, I see at Jefferson. Addison looks like the real deal now. They're just going to be like, uh, you know, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Stephon Diggs. They're all going to follow in a line of all the receivers we never got rings with. And you look at Jefferson, you see the picture after the Tampa game, him sitting on the bench contemplating his life. You know, that's the, you know, the first time, you know, you don't know, you don't know they're bringing Kurt back. You brought up Evan talking about the trade talks. Who knows if they're going to be selling at the deadline? And now Jefferson, they couldn't get, a, they couldn't talk to him about. He wants full, to get paid. Uh, you know, yep. Full time extension, right? They they weren't able able to anchor him up right before the season long term. So you know what? They're missing Dalvin Cook, bro. They should have never let Dalvin Cook go. Well, he didn't look that great at the Meadowlands either. I mean, at Madison, man, he you know he was just a non factor. And that's the one, the, the rare positive I took out of tonight was the the Kirk with the prime time. That narrative's got to go out the window. This guy had a non-factor all night in the backfield, and he made the most of it. Like, he's yeah, the balling. The, you know, Did you see his stats was, the first two weeks? He's been lining it up. 64 of they, 88 for 708 yards, six touchdowns, only one pick. But tonight the bro, defense blew it again. He was 31 of 44, 364 yards, and four tuds. And you know what the sick part is? This defense is light years better than the garbage we had last year. And I think Brian Floyd, and, and they, they are still nowhere near a competent defense. They want to win games. You look at, uh, you know, we just saw Marcus Davenport. He missed week one. He, you know, he was all right. But, I mean, all in all, like I said, the secondary, you see, you know, Theo Jackson getting reps. I, I legit never heard the name going into tonight. I see him getting cooked like five minutes into the game. But, you know, Brian Flores, man, he's paying dividends right out of the gate. But all in all, man, you know, I, you know, I brought up a couple times yesterday, you know, this team's going to go 0-2. Just get out of way, get it out of the way right out of the gates. Like Dallas, you know, last week Dallas when they went up to uh, went up to the bank last year it was at forty three. Was so bad, CBS had to take it off national television. I mean, you know what? If they're gonna lose, let it be like that. Don't dangle a hope over my head. They have it be 27-7 when they easily could have been the other way around if they don't fumble it on their own. It's not going to get easier, Ross. The Chargers are next. I know you know your team schedule. Oh my, it's going to be a damn slugfest. Yeah, we got well, we got the the frauds of the AFC versus the frauds of the NFC. Then we got Adam Thielen. uh, Well, I think they're in Carolina against the Panthers. You got the return of Adam Thielen. If you don't think he's going for three touchdowns, you're nuts. (laughs) And then they go up to Arrowhead. Yeah, speaking of Arrowhead, I was thinking about um, Captain Kirk and Patrick Mahomes being on quarterback as well as Marcus Mariota. There might be a curse there if. The Chiefs lose to the Jaguars and go 0 and 2, then we're going to start talking about the curse being, uh, you know, the Netflix quarterback show is not good for your season after. And now you see all you was like they were talking to Danny Jones. If he was Burrow, they were trying to get on the show, and both of them declined it. 
I think Dak was one too. If he, you know, they're going up to, to Matt Stafford's in. Refusing to do it. Matt Stafford's confirmed, and we know why because his, his oh, wife right. has her own brand and podcast, so they want the exposure and marketing. He's all yeah. in. Yeah, but all in all, man, you look at this Viking season. You know, I, I even brought up on Twitter. I said, you know what? You look at Detroit. I don't know if they're exactly zero two, but I know for sure them and Jacksonville were both two and six at one point. And the difference between them and this this Viking team, the Viking team is the definition of middle of the pack. They're just directionless. You know, I even saw a tweet before people saying, you know, it's, it's funny as hell that we got people saying we're a three four win team. Other people saying, you know, we're NFC championship contenders. And, you know, there's, like, no in-between, and you could legit make a case for both of them. You just never know what to expect with this miserable franchise. They're frauds. I know what I'm expecting. I'm expecting 6-11. and 11. I'll tell you right now. I don't see anything to dispute that because all they do, they they have these opportunities. They come up, you know, they have these opportunities in their hand, and they just let it slip, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Four goddamn turnovers in the first half. You're telling me, you know, I even heard uh, Zach Gelb on CBS, but, you know, during the Yankee game, he was talking about, you know, he had, like like, a vision. He thought it was going to be a pounding at the link, and all of a sudden, you know, at a vision, you know, you know, he thought the Vikings would cover. I think it was a push at the end. Yeah, I don't know why everybody but was man, doing oh, that. There were so many things to tell you. Don't bet the Vikings tonight. It, 2018 was the last time they won, and I think even before that, you know, it was the, you know, the Minneapolis miracle. Obviously, you know, another thing people will talk about with that Minneapolis miracle, they blew like a 14 point lead going into the half or something. They had to come back. They were playing from behind all the way up until that point. Obviously, one of the most iconic. You know, moments in franchise Ross, history. You, they you know what it was tonight? That touchback. What was it? That touchback. Oh, my God. Don't even, don't if even that, get it. If that's you know a touchdown what? or if that's a catch and he doesn't try and reach for the goal, that might swing the game right there. <laughs> that was – and people talking about the luck last year. We're getting our come up. Yeah, you want to talk about that. It's unbelievable, man. So you think and the season's over? Are, really are, you done? Done are you done with Minnesota this year? You think the Vikings are done? They're going to try and trade Kirk Cousins and – you think it's already wraps? If they go 0-3, it's definitely wraps. I think we're giving the Bears a run for their money for fourth in the division. <laughs> I think, you know, you know, I'm seeing visions of Jordan Love being the number three in that Brett Favre-Rogers combo. I think That's it's a nightmare. And Justin Fields is going to go on a, on a revolutionary run towards the end of the year. And going to you know solidify his spot in Chicago. We're going to be the only team in, in the division. We're going to be, you know, it's going to be tanked for Caleb. And he's going to be the third swing and a miss with Oklahoma QBs. Look at Baker strike one, Kyler strike two. Caleb's going to be zero for three, strike out, swing, and we're going to be the one stuck with him. I mean, that's just typical Minnesota, man. Well, it's a different and, year. Know, people talk about hyperbole. Hyperbole. You look. You listen to Geo and Geo. Even you know you did back to when they were about to take <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. the Giants. Yeah. T- tune in to Boomer and Geo for more Vi- Vikings talk in the morning. Go ahead, Ross. I didn't hang up on you. I just thought that was funny, and I had the same thought about Gio and his Vikings tattoo. They get all mad at me for wearing my Dallas Cowboys gear. We have a host on our number one morning show with a Vikings tattoo. I'm sure he'll be talking about the Minnesota guys uh, bright and early. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he put together that whole spectacle before the, the Giant game. It wound up being kind of like a shtick, and then he summarized that game perfectly. I mean, you could just predict this team like it's the back of your hand you know, half the time. I mean, like, legit, they covered the spread tonight on the dot. I think it was minus six. And, you know, like I said, you know, they were playing from behind. They could have easily had the lead going into the half. They had, you know, the, the I think the, the field goal in, going into the half. They said it was like a 15% chance. It was like a 60-yarder. A dot right down the middle of the uprights. And I think he missed a, a field goal or an extra point, too. And then what do they do? Second play uh, back from the half, they fumble at their own set. I mean, it's just typical missed opportunities. And they're not going anywhere. It's going to be a slugfest against L.A., and who knows? You got a dummy Staley and Herbert. You want to talk about? You know, like I brought up fraud before. People saying 
Kirk, like he's a fraud. Herbert's legit one nothing either on his own end. And like I brought up, Staley might arguably be the worst coach in the league. So if they go down 0-3, I mean, that's, that's officially wrapped. Thanks for the call, Ross. Go to bed, bro. Don't get in trouble with your parents, man. It's about to be 1 o'clock. 877-337-6666. If you want to talk about Thursday night football, let's do it. Uh, we're definitely going to talk more about the Mets and the Yankees and look into week two. It's Football Friday. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.